let's talk about Georgia. We've been hearing a lot about Georgia in the news of late. <laughs> a couple weeks ago, a Georgia grand jury issued an indictment accusing Donald Trump of trying to illegally overturn the 2020 presidential election. Why did Trump and his cronies so aggressively target Georgia in their efforts to find votes? Well, because it's one of those swing states, sometimes voting red, sometimes blue. And while Trump's clumsy demands to, quote unquote, find voters in his favor uh, did not win him the 2020 election, there are more sneaky, devious and unfortunately successful ways of gaming the electoral system. As a case in point, in the 2018 Georgia state election for governor, the Republican approach was to prevent would-be opponents, and especially targeting Black voters, from reaching the polls at all. Or, if a vote was cast, to try to disqualify it so it was never counted. And that strategy, unfortunately, that one did work. And now with the critical election year coming up, what can we do to protect our right to vote? Well, the first step is to be informed, and to that end, I'm so pleased to introduce our first guest, who is an expert on this subject, Greg Pallast. Greg is known for his investigative reports for The Guardian, BBC Television, Rolling Stone, and his string of New York Times bestsellers, including The Best Democracy Money Can Buy and Billionaires and Ballot Bandits. His latest film is called Vigilante, Georgia's Vote Suppression Hitman. That's narrated by Rosario Dawson and produced by Martin Sheen. And it features Greg and his investigations team as they bust the most brazen, racist attack on voting rights yet, engineered by good old Georgia's Brian Kemp to ensure his victory over Stacey Abrams in 2018. And... Spoiler alert, he has a new documentary that's in the works about the Koch brothers, and we'll hear about that in a moment. Greg Palast, welcome to the Lawyers Guild show. I'm always happy to be with my lawyers, <laughs> especially <laughs> if they're gilded. Yes. My problem is, one personal note, uh, if you're listening to this radio, put on your mask because I just tested positive for COVID. Oh, oh dear, I'm sorry oh, to hear Oh, no, I know you've been traveling. Yeah. That'll, yes. That'll get Will you. you how are you, you feeling? Look, you feel all I right? feel like, no, I feel terrible. Oh, but, Jesus. But this is important. Oh, and, oh. It's not look. a big sacrifice. I, just, I could be, but I just want to let people know, oh, please, I'm... the new booster comes out next week. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, for any of my fans, please don't ask me for an autograph this week. Yeah. All right. <laughs> now, well. But I, I am going to, uh, yeah, we, and before I forget, I will make another appeal to you. Yes. Because I know we're not in fund drive. No, no. As which is unusual. I know it's a, like it's a holiday or something <laughs> yeah. at KPFK, but I do want to say we're going to talk about what's happening in Georgia, yes. which is what's happening in America, because once again, like the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times say, this election in 2024 will come down again to Georgia. Ooh. And um, I have a film, Vigilante, Georgia's Vote Suppression Hitman. Now, this film tells you how Donald Trump almost took Georgia. 11,000 votes short. The only way he won, in fact, I actually have to say your, your uh, sister Pacifica station, WRFG, said if it weren't for Palace and investigation teams and our work, no way that Warnock would have won re-election and certainly no way that Biden Ooh. would have won Georgia. And I'm not partisan. I want you to understand that. You know what? You pick your own president. You want to vote for Trump? You want to vote for Godzilla or Brian Kemp or anyone else, Stacey Abrams? That's not my job. That's the voter's job. 
My job is to try to expose it when they want to stop voters from voting. So please do summarize what you and your team discovered, because you really uncovered what nobody else was talking about, about how Brian Kemp and his allies suppressed votes in Georgia. Oh, boy, big time. So here's what's going on in this film. Why is it called Vigilante? Because Brian Kemp, who's been lauded and lionized by everyone from MSDNC to the New York Times to 60 Minutes is the guy who stood up against Trump, which he did not do. That's (laughs) apocryphal. That's wrong. That never, ever, ever happened. He is the vote suppressor in chief of Georgia. So in this film, we did a short film for Leonardo DiCaprio back in 2018, showing how, are you ready? Three 134,344 voters mm-hmm. were illegally removed from the voter rolls. I just want to repeat that. That's yeah, a third that's of a million voters amazing, in 2018 amazing. when Brian Kemp was running against Stacey Abrams. So a third of a million voters. Now, who were they? Now, that's numbers. And it's just true. It's what we call the Anne Frank effect in journalism, which is you need a, a name and a face. If you go to gregpalace.com, you will see the face. Christine Jordan. I was at the polling station 2018 when Christine Jordan was told, you don't live in, in Atlanta anymore. You can't vote here. Hmm. And she, her granddaughter was in tears. The woman was in her walker, 92 years old, and they threw her behind out of the polling station into a major storm, by the way. Yeah. So I went to the house in Atlanta down the street where she supposedly didn't live anymore. And there on the wall was a picture of Martin Luther King at her dinner table. I said, you had dinner with Martin Luther King? She says, every Sunday, he was my cousin. <laughs> and and this was the 50th year. And so I know she's been living in the house at least 50 years because that was a picture of him at that house. So that's the people. So that's one name, but out of a third of a million. Now, many, many more, and not surprisingly, almost everyone, not white. But they had a lot of Adla- white Atlantans because, you know, Atlanta is kind of San Francisco of uh, the deep south outside of New Orleans. So hipsters, LGBT community, yeah. uh, those people, voters of color, and the color is blue, Democrats. Again, yeah. I'm not partisan. I'm just saying who they went after. Yep. Now, that elected Brian Kemp as governor. And the and one thing that really pisses me off is when you get Kemp and these other Republicans saying, well, what's the difference between Donald Trump and Stacey Abrams both saying the elections were stolen? They're, they're both <laughs> election deniers. <laughs> this has been a big, big problem, by the way, for me with the liberal press, with YouTube. If I say that the election was stolen from Stacey Abrams, they take down my YouTubes. I did a report on this for Democracy Now! and mm. Google YouTube removed it. Unbelievable. Um, yeah. Because, you know, I'm we're supposedly election deniers. No, we are investigators of vote suppression, which not only did we prove, uh, we actually went to court before Judge Stephen Jones, who you may know is the guy can who may be the judge in the uh, <laughs> in in the Trump uh, racketeering case? Mm-hmm. And Jones said, "Look, it's no question these the states' records are just all wrong. I want you to deal with the sit down Black Voters Matter and their expert, Mister Palestine, get this straightened out." Mm-hmm. Now that's 2018 and 2020, same tricks. This illegal removal of voters that ain't nothing. Why is the film called Vigilante? It's because after the uh, Trump lost re-election, the Georgia legislature passed. And Brian Kemp designed a bill called SB202, which is kind of the, I call it the, the the holy grail of vote suppression. It has everything in it to stop people of color from voting, including a provision that says, are you ready for this? That any voter can challenge an unlimited number of other voters if they say that they have some evidence that those voters are not 
legal voters. Mm -hmm. What happened in the 2020 election? The answer was, and then later in 2022, but in 2020, it started where they challenged a quarter million voters. Uh, who are they? 88 Republican operatives. Now, I'm not being partisan. Mm -hmm. Not one single Democrat challenged another voter's vote. Not one challenge by a Democrat or by an independent. 88 challenges by Republican operatives, mm -hmm. including chairman of counties, etc. Mm -hmm. And you'll see in our film, you'll meet some of these people. You'll meet, and what I call vigilantes, they love it. In fact, the chairman of the Georgia GOP in uh, southern Georgia, he actually dresses up as a vigilante. He dresses up. You'll see in the film, he dresses up as Doc Holliday, cowboy hat boots, uh, six gun, which, by the way, you'll see this pearl handled 45 yeah. in, in our film. That thing was loaded. Mm -hmm. And he made a point of telling you it was loaded. So we're a bit nervous doing this interview <laughs> because what he didn't know, and you'll see in the film, the guy he had, cha he had challenged, personally challenged 4,000 voters, mm. almost all of them from Fort Benning, Georgia. <laughs> These are soldiers whose votes he challenged, black soldiers whose votes he challenged, including Major Gamaliel Turner. Mm. Now, Gamaliel Turner is the Pentagon's uh, warfare of the future expert. You have to think about the next wars, right? Yeah. So he's, he's, uh, but he, uh, but his crime was being African American and being assigned by the president of the United States at that time, Mr. Trump, uh, to Fort Wainimi in California. So here's a soldier being assigned by the president to Fort Wainimi, and his vote is challenged by the Republican Party. That's what they're doing. They're challenging soldiers. So I invited Mr. Doc Holliday, uh, who challenged 4,000 voters, and I asked him, did he go to any of their houses? Is he, he said, these people don't live in Georgia anymore. Oh. Well, of course, you know, because he had a home, the major, <laughs> there, but he was assigned temporarily California. I said, oh, they don't live in Georgia. They shouldn't vote here. I said, did you call any of them? No. Did you speak, go to any of their homes to see if they are still living there and temporarily, you know, a student or on vacation or in the military? No. Or, or on, on duty somewhere, right? Yeah. So I said, by the way, do you know whose house you're in? I said, no. I said, meet your coast. General, Gama uh, excuse me, Major Gamaliel Turner, U.S. military <laughs> expert, you know, uh, say hello to the major. <laughs> oh, and we were a bit worried. The major was very worried because he only had two weapons in the house in case this guy got yeah. rambunctious and decided to use his gun. And we always have to face that. If you oh, watch right. Greg, Greg Palace films, we're always facing. I don't, by the way, in case you want to know, I never try to provoke people into hitting me, running at me, shooting at me. That sh stuff happens. Yeah, the and truth you get it on enough. camera, yeah. but I try not to. I, I don't look for trouble, believe me. So Gamaliel. The only weapons in the house, in case the guy started firing, was a gun inside his mother's Bible. His father is a is one of the, the ministers who helped found the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. They kept a gun in every Bible. <laughs> and he said, but that thing hasn't been fired in 50 years. So then he thought, well, there's he only had one other weapon in the house, which I'm sure the military, <laughs> I don't think he'll be happy. He had a uh, this brand new anti-tank weapon he was designing <laughs> for Ukraine. <laughs> I thought that might be a little bit over, a little bit much if there's a problem to pick up the sandy tank weapon. But 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 but, but Greg, Greg, but, let me no no let me interrupt you for a minute. I'm gonna yeah. tell you why. Uh, there's so much we need to ask you about, my friend. Yes, we've got to move on. But I I know from talking to you that what happened in Georgia, 
uh, is not an isolated incident of people trying no. to keep honest and actual voters from voting. So, and, and we also want to get to, you know, the, the whole fight that you've been engaged in for so long, you know, with, with respect to the Koch brothers and the theft of yes. the Osage Nation's oil. But so, so before we get to that, uh, give us a, a quick overview of, of how this problem exists beyond, beyond Georgia, my friend, sadly. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, that's why we are re-releasing the film yeah. next year, because it's now spread the Georgia disease, because mm-hmm. no media attacked it, this vigilante voting these vigilante voting challenges. Mm-mm. So now it's moved to Texas. I was just in Texas. I was in Arizona. Uh, I was in Oklahoma um, and Nevada. And this stuff is spreading with these Republican legislatures where, you know, this vigilante challenge stuff where people have absolutely no basis for these challenges, but they mount tens of thousands. Mm-hmm. One woman in Georgia personally challenged 33,000 people. She was she was heavily armed, by the way, you'll see in the film, and she comes after me. Yeah. Again, I'm not trying to do that. <laughs> it's just when you get uh, asking comfortable questions. So yeah. it, it is traveling around the nation. We expect it to be a major factor in whether in the outcome of, mm-hmm. of the next election, because remember, in Arizona, where they've now expanded this type of game, uh, Biden won by 10,000 votes, Nevada by 10,000 votes. We've been to Wisconsin as well, which Biden won by another 10,000 votes and, of course, 11,000 votes in Georgia. Mm-hmm. All those three states, you've got a big, big problem. So if these vote suppression tactics work, suppression, not the voters, will pick the next president. You want to vote for Trump? Fine. But if you want to stop someone else from voting, that's not fine. No. Now, moving to this next topic, yeah. and they're all related. Oh, yeah. And, and, and all the stuff is related. Because someone is funding this stuff. Vote suppression ain't cheap. Hmm. So there's a guy who you may, I don't know if you ever heard of him. His name, when I first started investigating, no one had ever heard of him. His name is Charles Koch. That's right. And I first did an investigation of him in 1996 and then later for The Guardian. And I mentioned that he and his brother David were the richest guys you'd never heard of. Now we've heard of them. Oh, yeah. But here's what you don't know, or most people don't know. Unless you've read my books like Best Democracy Money Can Buy or Billionaires and Ballot Bandits. What happened was in 96, I get a call that on the Osage Indian Reservation in Oklahoma. Now, the Osage Nation, there's now going to be a gigantic film out about them called Killers of the Flower Moon, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, who's involved with our work. His father, George DiCaprio, is now producing a film to follow up because what happened there in 1920s, the largest oil strike in American history was found on the Osage Reservation. And for a very short time, the Osage were the richest people on the planet, richer than any other Americans as, as a group. They were the richest ethnic group in the world hmm. for a couple of years. Hmm. Because what the U.S. government then did is say, oh, Indians, they're incompetent. We have to treat them as children. They can't handle their own affairs, even though you had people, you had one vice president of the United States who was Osage, yeah. Maria Tall Chief, the great prima ballerina was t- uh, Tall Chief because her father was Tall Chief, the Tall Chief. So mm-hmm. Maria Tall Chief. These are sophisticated people. But they said, no, no, they, we have to treat them like children. So we're going to give them each white guardians. Every mm-hmm. Osage got a white guardian. And those Osage, the government said the Osage nation can't own the oil, just these individuals with guardians. The guardians got their wards. Some of them who couldn't speak any English to sign documents turning over their oil rights mm. to their guardians mm. Mm. on their death. And then their guardians simply killed them, put bullets in their head, uh, dynamited one house, 
poisoned them, stabbed them, ran them over with cars, threw the babies out the windows of cars. I'm not making this stuff up, know, by the way. And um, they killed maybe up to 160 Osage for their oil. That's not where the story ends. That's where that movie ends. Hmm. That is Killers of the Flower Moon ends in 1923. However, it's now 100 years. What happened to the Osage? They didn't disappear. So they are very concerned that I make a movie with uh, the DiCaprio family showing what's happened the last next hundred years. And what mainly happened to them is uh, something called Coke oil. <laughs> so after they got ripped off for all their major oil holdings, so now they're dirt poor. But they have a few what are called stripper wells on their land. Where, But it, it's so little oil, like a couple barrels a month on these little stripper wells, <laughs> which you see those rocking horses, it's tiny ones. And so Coke oil, the Bureau of Indian Affairs signed a deal with Coke Oil to pick up the, the stripper whale oils. They do it by picking it up with trucks because it's too little to put in a pipe. So they pick it up in trucks. Well, here's the thing. They would pick up 100 barrels of oil from several wells yeah. and write down 80 and keep the 20 for Coke. And it ended up the theft was over way over a billion dollars of Osage oil and American oil because a lot of those lands – are also U.S. government lands. So you and I, the taxpayer, got our oil ripped off from us with the Osage. And the Bureau of Indian Affairs did absolutely nothing. And and then there was a uh, FBI, a guy, a Senator, and I'll give you credit, Senator John McCain mm-hmm. and Senator Dennis DeConcini, one Republican, one Democrat, said this will not stand. So they had sent out the, the FBI's top agent. When I say top agent, I mean he's the top agent at the FBI, uh, Richard Elroy who photographed the theft and got confessions from 50 Coke employees and managers. Confessions Hmm. saying, Charles Coke personally ordered us to steal this oil. We didn't get any of it. He got it all. Wow. And there was an indictment then drawn up. They had the hearings. Senator DeConcini was told by Robert Strauss, the head of the Democratic Party, that Charlie Coke, Coke hired the uh, chairman of the Democratic Party, as well as the uh, Republican minority leader, Bob Dole. Dole worked out on McCain, threatened him, and Strauss uh, threatened DeConcini, mm-hmm. saying that Coke will spend anything to destroy you. And in fact, if you say that Coke stole oil from the Osage, he issued the report that Coke stole oil, mm-hmm. and that was the end of DeConcini's political career. They yeah. did exactly what they said. They spent mm-hmm. whatever it took to destroy him, mm-hmm. and McCain barely survived through that. When is um, that? So, look, Greg, I'm just sitting here. When is that film? I know you're working on it, and I'm not trying. I'm to working rush, on I'm it. I'm not trying to um, rush you, but I want to see it. When's it coming out? <laughs> It'll come out uh, sometime at the beginning of next year, oh, in okay. coordination with the feature movie "Killers of the Flower Moon." Uh, so oh, we're just working oh, out the wonderful. timing. Oh, wonderful! So it will be. Understand, this is uh, our producer is George DiCaprio, Leonardo's yeah. dad. Yeah. Who's and and but it doesn't happen without this film is being made at the special request of of Principal Chief Standing Bear of the Osage. <laughs> he wants the story. He doesn't, he wants it. It's important to the Osage, as they put it. We didn't just disappear a hundred years ago at the end of this book, yeah. Killers of the Flower Moon. It's a, and we're thrilled that that story is being told. But we want you to know what, what Coke did to us and what the Bureau of Indian Affairs continues to do from us. Yes, they got rid of Coke, but it's more ripoffs. They're subtle. There's a lot of you know, pollution and poisoning that goes on there. And they don't have control of their own reservation properties because even though they're the only native group which actually bought their property, they they 
purchase their reservation property. Hmm. Nevertheless, the U.S. government has said that they are mentally incompetent, can't run their own affairs, and so it's all run by Washington. So, so, so it is are they are insane. they are they still not getting the oil or any benefit of their oil? Yes, they're they're getting more and more benefit because they're doing everything that they can yeah, to try to, to control yeah. it. Yeah. And in fact, actually, interestingly, the Bureau of Indian Affairs would not let the Osage drill their own oil. <laughs> they said, you have to sell it to an oil company like Exxon or Arco or whoever. Yeah. You have to sell to them. You can't drill yourself. So they said, well, what if we, we so they, they created a corporation called Osage Oil. They said, well, you're going to stop us from bidding for our own property. Mm. So they began, and, and you'll see the difference. When you go to a pump that the Bureau of Indian Affairs Mm-hmm. controls it's filth it's oil right over big streams and, and over the water supplies just the, the the grease and and methane is pouring out of these wells into the atmosphere Jeez. you go to the few pumps controlled and owned by the osage and you could eat lunch on those pumps i mean because they say well because we're i say why why would you spend all this extra money just take the crap out of the ground what do you care yeah. and they said because we're not tourists you live there right we live here yeah, this right. is our land and I, we don't want our kids to be poisoned in fact our goal is to eliminate oil. We have geothermal resources and replace this with geothermal wells. So this is the fight. It's it's contempt. It's about coke oil, and it's about the contemporary story of the fight. This whole business. And again, you've got the problem of coke oil. Until Charlie Coke was facing indictment in the Osage oil theft case, and there was an indictment written up, and it got quashed. That that will be in the movie. How that happened. Mm-hmm. How do you do that when you have yeah photographic evidence of the crime yeah and he got the indictment quashed but that caused him to start what is now the the coke to pus the 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 massive political machine yeah yeah and also funding the massive climate denial operation so that's what's happening that's coming oh my god but you know you can't do you can't separate stealing oil from the osage and the theft of votes. And by the way, they make that point very clearly. They say, like in Arizona, the Republican legislature removed the polling stations from the uh, Yaki Pascua yeah. tribe. Now, I didn't say they reduced the number of polling stations. They eliminated them. No polling stations, none in 2020. The only way that Biden won by a few votes in Arizona is that the Osage and other tribes came in and helped them organize a massive vote mail-in campaign in Arizona among the tribes. And that that's what shocked the Republicans because they should have won Arizona, but then suddenly they got this massive native vote, which is about 90 plus percent democratic. Yeah, well, that's, hey, if you got a real democracy, things like that happen. And they knew that was going to happen. And that's why they didn't want it to happen and, and did the criminal acts and the other things they did to try to stop it from happening. But the uh, the Native Americans were, were strong enough to resist. And, and and you're wonderful enough to have done the film. I mean, I, I really, I, I've thanked you on the air before, but your uh, history of doing this kind of work is, is just so commendable. <laughs> Sadly, you know, it, we've talked about uh, Assange on this show. We've talked about other, you know, we've talked about what's happening to free press in America today. Goodness knows it's getting tougher and tougher for people like you to even exist. And you do, and you keep coming out with these amazing films. <clears throat> As I say, I, I I can't wait for that one because I knew a little bit about what was going on with the Osage and the oil, but nothing compared to what I know your film's going to show me, and I've always been interested in it. Well, well, Greg Palace, uh, I mean, what can I say? I, we're going to have to kind of move on. Last thoughts, Greg? 
Well, last thoughts are if you want the follow-ups on what's going on with, with the last film, this film, yeah. with the Osage, go to gregpalast.com. Ah. That's G-R-E-G-P-A-L-A-S-T, yeah. gregpalast.com. Sign up for my – they only come every few weeks a, a note about some issue and, and notices of the film's availability, et cetera. We don't bombard you with crap. Okay, so I'll thank you so oh, much. No, no, and I And my friend, you're doing it with a little bout of uh, COVID again. Get over it quickly. I, I insist uh, we can't afford to have you laying around doing nothing. I laugh as I say that because the last time you laid around doing nothing, you were about a week old, I think. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. a, maybe you were you. No, no, I had a re I had my little reporter hat. And pencil. <laughs> you'd, you'd, be, you'd be shocked. I, <laughs> I, not really. <laughs> Greg Powell, really, I, I mean, I, you're a friend of this show, a friend of the station, and a friend of everybody who cares about real democracy and what's going on in this country with your films. We just thank you for being with us. Be well, my friend. Get well, my friend. And we'll have you back from time to time, I'm sure. And now we're going to take a, so a 